Taco Bell, motherfuckers. I'll get, I'll get it. I'll line it up. Okay. I'll line it up. All right. We're good. Okay. Uh, this is Respawn Aim Fire. Episode 80. We are 10 years older than my grandma was at age 70. I don't know how that makes any sense. <laughs> it's, it's exactly what it means. <laughs> this podcast has been on for 80 years. This is the Kick-Ass Irreverent Gaming Podcast. And apparently am, also the uh, first video week's... game podcast and podcast ever, apparently. We're old. Yeah. yeah. That octogenarian over there, Holden DePardo. <laughs> this Hi. octogenarian over here, Chad Michaelinis. And we are here to talk to you about video games and shit that happened this week. We've got things like uh, some Diablo 3 crossplay news. Mm-hmm. We've got things like uh, some VR games we might want to see in the future. Mm-hmm. We've got things like, uh, I don't know, how about an N64 Classic Mini leak? Ooh. But before we get to any of that, we're going to talk a little bit about Sony PlayStation and some troubles they've been having this week. Yeah, so not a great week for them. It's more, The more recent of the two was a smaller one, and that was PlayStation Network. Um, was having issues people couldn't get online. That has since been resolved, which is nice. But the second one was much more serious. And this is that, that there was... PlayStation Network down, it just it just doesn't happen often anymore. It doesn't happen often at all anymore. It, like, I think I used, used to see that like every three or four days. You'd be like, oh, PlayStation Network's down again. Well, that was always the thing. It's like, oh, well, online's free on PS3, but it's also you get your pay for. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> But no, they, they put their money where it matters now. So... Up your butt. When you are, so when you were able to play online, and people were playing online, Same. and let's say that, like, they were killing it, and they were doing really great in Rocket League, and so much so their opponents were like, well, fuck this guy, he's not going to win. Well, that little meanie will just send a message to the winner that has this glitched, what do you call it, unintelligible message. Look at that transition you just made there. <laughs> what, why are you laughing? I don't know why you're laughing. I'm proud of you. Oh, I, was, was, it, was it bad? Was it bad? That was a stretch, but man, it works. <laughs> and... If you get this message, it would actually, quote-unquote, crash your PS4. That's what people thought were happening, is it was crashing your PS4. They couldn't get to the home screen. Their controller wouldn't respond. It would just constantly show them the report a problem, and it just wouldn't go away. It would just always say report a problem. So well, maybe that's they should not report cool. the problem this time, then. People were saying that if you just deleted the message or if you put your account to private, then that wouldn't be happening. Um, but now Sony has a, a fix. They came out and said that it wasn't that your PS4 was crashing. It was just caught in an infinite loop of having that report a problem prompt pop up, pop up on the screen, basically, was what was happening. It was like crash loop is the term that they used. And on Twitter... So hold on. If one of our audience members, for some reason, has asshole friends and yeah. has this loop stuck, how do we get rid of it? I was just going to read the tweet from Sony. Sony oh, U- thanks! Place in the UK, they said, quote, delete the message from the PS Mobile app first. Then you go to safe mode on your PS4, you choose option 5, and then console back to normal is what it says. Console back to normal. Console back to normal. Um, so they have a fix already. They've actually resolved both of their problems. The networking issue is, is figured out as well. So they had a rough week, yeah. but they fixed it. They also, correct me if I'm wrong, released a new firmware update that does fix it yes, anyway, so you don't have to go through the option 5 safe mode. They did that do that as well, yeah. Cool titties, Holden. Yeah. And that's all the PlayStation news that happened this week. <laughs> that's Not a lot. It. Well, that's okay. We don't even have Microsoft news at all this week. So at least Sony's Great. in here. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, if you guys are not aware, this is our new format that we started trying last week where we're kind of splitting up the news by uh, company. So we have all the, the big three and then third parties. Again, if you give us feedback, positive, negative, or neutral. Mm-hmm. And it has to be either – About cons- this new f- – Yeah. Uh, uh, then you get uh, – <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome to Respawn Fire. Fire. You get an additional entry into our participation trophy at the end of the month for your chance to win 20 fucking bucks. Ooh. The feedback. What were you about to say? Listen, the feedback really should be constructive. That way it's useful. But if you want to attack and demean us, that's, you know, that's cool too. That's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. And by constructive, we mean write it in crayon on construction paper. Yes. And mail it to... I almost just read my address. <laughs> Send it to one infinite loop. In- <laughs> one infinite loop. There you go. It's apples. One infinite crash loop. One infinite crash on loop. On PlayStation console. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, see? Oh. See? <laughs> Hold on. So, there were a lot of people that couldn't play games temporarily on PlayStation Network, but guess who fucking did? What did you play? Oh, I did. I played some games. Thank you for saying me. Well, I just knew you were talking about you, so I just decided to ask you what yeah, you were Yeah, well, playing. the audience didn't know, Holden. Well, I, I think that suspense. our audience is very smart, and they caught up with it, okay? I think they're brilliant. <laughs> you said that, like you, you were like... see Jerson's Kirby? <laughs> you see, like, the tone of that, though, was like, well, I disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think they're smarter than you think they are. I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> What's that from again? <laughs> it's from uh, Will Ferrell SNL skit. That's right. That's right. I can do 100 push-ups in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he the dad and he's like trying to have authority or something? Yeah, they're at the dinner. Yeah, that's yep. right. And they're all having... And it's just, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So I played a bunch of games this week. Uh, a lot of them were stemmed from conversations that I'd heard from other podcasts and gaming journalists in relation to Project Stream and how the conversation seemed to inevitably come to back to PlayStation Now. So I'm going to first touch on Project Stream because this is not really about that, so I'm going to explain. Um, last week, we talked about our impressions from Assassin's Creed Odyssey on Google's Project Stream, which, if you are unfamiliar, it is Google's streaming game solution where you just open up literally a tab in your browser... And go to the website, and boom, you're streaming Assassin's Creed on your computer. Whether it's a crappy little Acer book, or whether it's a super beefy MacBook Pro, it doesn't matter. It's going to run, ideally, the same. Now, we had kind of similar experiences. It seems like yours was a little bit more acceptable on your end. But I sent you a video of my second attempt. I played it again this week, because last time we decided... You know, I had a really high connection speed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try it again at some, at a maybe a, a less peak time of day. And I played it again, and I still had some slowdown. I had some, some stuttering. And I still had what was mostly obnoxious to me was the visual compression. Like, you mm-hmm. could obviously see back and forth. It just goes in and out of that smeary kind of look as it loses quality and then comes back and then buffers and comes back. You know, I actually didn't see that too much of the video you sent me. Does the screen recording compress it a little bit because maybe that kind of maybe it does because I, I, I did a full screen recording and then sent that to you yeah that's did you play it full screen no i didn't play full screen well that's why i told you to watch it on your mac because it has the big screen so you could see what it looked like because oh. i'm playing the game full screen so you mm-hmm. gotta see full screen anyway well, yes yeah, so bad. it has it has some some obvious which is which leads me to believe that like once they do get this running on a phone that's not gonna be an issue because your phone oh, is yeah. tiny yeah. So that fucking video compression doesn't matter. Anyway. So, yeah. For some reason, it's exactly the same as last time. So, again, mm. it's playable, but it's not the way that I would like to play the game. So, for now, it's not a service that I intend to use. But this conversation has led many other outlets into saying, yeah, well, this is running pretty great. 
compared to PlayStation Now, which runs like trash and garbage and is unplayable, blah, 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 blah. And then they always end their conversation by saying, oh, yeah, and I also haven't played PlayStation Now in four years, or I've never played PlayStation Now before. But here are my strong opinions about it. <laughs> so I was like, no, that's not really fair because they've made some strides. But then I was like, you know what? I've also not played it since it was in beta four and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. My opinions were I've never had anything but good opportun- or good things to say about it because I've, I've never had bad experiences on it. So I'm like, I'm going to go back and play it. So I played three games on PlayStation Now. I made sure to stream them as opposed to downloading them, even though that is an option for all three of the games that I played. And I started small and simple and went to more complex, graphically intense games. I started with sound shapes. Disclaimer, I did a speed test and my wired Ethernet connection speed was 300 megabits per second, but only 2.9 upload speed. So, big difference there. That's that's a surprising I know. Well, it was there. like, it was it was 19 upload on the Mac, but 2.9 on the PlayStation. I assume that has to do with something with PlayStation servers. No. You probably don't have to upload that often. Like... I know. If you're playing a game online, you're setting information up a lot. Yeah. See, but it's, I mean, yeah. it's only your inputs. It's not like video or anything like that. That's yeah, true. Anyway, I played Sound Shapes first, which is the most graphically intense game you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> now, the reason I chose that one is because it's simple. In the rhythm. And the rhythm aspect, yeah. yeah. So I wanted to see like input lag and buttons and things like that. Would that make a difference? Mm-hmm. And I experienced nothing. No lag. No visual uh, problems other than the fact that I was playing a 1080p game on a 4K TV. And it was flawless. Absolutely flawless. And I was like, it's okay. That was too easy. Let's get up to God of War 3 Remastered. This was technically a PS3 game that was remade for PS4. Or remastered for PS4. Again, streaming in 1080p. 60 frames a second. Literally, again, flawless. No input lag. You uh, with that one you can get away with it a little bit more because it's basically just hack and slash, but uh, visual fidelity was perfect the entire time. I made it all the way through the Poseidon boss and I said, "All right, I've had enough of this. Let's bump it up a notch and play Bloodborne." And this is a game where timing matters more so than like sound shapes. Again, fucking flawless. I'm really flawless. surprised with this. I'm, I really want to try out PlayStation Now again just to see this for myself. Yeah, last month when they made downloading available, they re they unlocked the seven day free trial for everyone mm-hmm. again. So if you're curious about it, I'm curious about how your experience would be, because you haven't played it since it basically came out as well, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm curious what it would be like on your 35. I think it was what 35 megabits per yeah, second. Yeah, like 35 megabits. Which, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, no, and when they launched it, they recommended a five. So, which just seems really funny because, of course, it's not going to work on. Five. I mean, at the time, it was also only a few PS3 games and yeah. some PlayStation games. So, um, yeah, so I played all of that just to see how does it work, get an updated opinion, and then say, "Fucking everybody else, update your opinions." Also, because I'm a Sony fanboy, Sony pony. Yep. That's the thing is actually is you didn't even play it. You just felt like you had to defend Sony, <laughs> so you just started to say these things. <laughs> but I well, think no, Sony can't be bad. Mentioning- I think it's also worth mentioning that I'm, I'm it's kidding. twenty bucks a month. I'm kidding, you guys. Which I think is a lot of money. No, you're not. It's twenty right. bucks a month, which is it's much more than like Game Pass, which is ten bucks a month. But it does have six hundred and fifty plus titles, as opposed to Game Pass's hundred plus. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned, like I own literally like eighty percent, eighty five percent of those games that are on there already. So it's not something I would ever subscribe to. I think it's ridiculous that you have that many games. I do. It's I'm gonna, crazy. 
So I have this game collection app where every time I get a new game, I put it in there and I can keep track of everything. What app is that? I'd like to get that app, actually. Uh, it is an app called Video Games by Sortit. Oh, I hope there's an Android Sort-It. version of it. Um, I own 776 video games. Holy crap. I don't know what's more <laughs> impressive, that you have all those video games or that you manually entered all of them into that app. I, well, what's cool about you can you can search a database. So if I picked up Bioshock oh, okay, Collection, gotcha. I can type in Bioshock and it's like, oh yeah, that's the one. PS4, done. What was it called again? Video games? It's called uh, Video Games by Sort It. Okay. I'm They've up. since released like this all-in-one collection app that's like subscription-based and, things, and they're trying to push everyone to that. But I'm like, fucking no. I'm working on this bitch. <laughs> what else did you play, Chad? Uh, so I, I also played another new game. For my virtual reality headset called PlayStation VR Project Morpheus. And it's called Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is the worst title. Because I think about that title, I'm like, oh, that's a mobile game that no one's going to give a fuck about. But Astrobot Astrobot Rescue Mission is a new first-party Sony game from Japan Studio. And it is a full game realization of... Um, the demo that shipped with PlayStation Playroom VR. When PlayStation VR first shipped, it had Playroom VR, and they were the little robot mini-games. So the most world's most adorable fucking robots. Uh, you have one, and you are going through these like 3D platforming worlds, saving other little robots. And you are a big giant robot that's kind of floating behind. Your DualShock is viewable on the screen, at all times. It's also interactive where you can shoot like a uh, grappling hook out and your little guy can jump on it and then you flick your controller up and he flies up in the air. Um, and then there's a, like a water cannon that you aim at things and shoot fire bosses. Anyway, it's a fucking amazing game. And a lot of people are reviewing it super high, like nine and a half, even some tens super out there. Super hot? Super hot. Uh, they're calling it the Super Mario 64 of... PlayStation of VR, bold, mm, very bold, like very Doritos bold. Um, but it sounds like I, it's a really I, good platformer, though. It is, and I honestly, tend to agree the, because the first good platformer I can think of on in VR, I can't really think of one. The only one I can think of is Super Lucky's Tale, but that's not a very well received game. Moss is out there. Moss is it's is really pla- light? It's platforming light. It's not like jumping yeah. into different things. You're just kind right. of more moving around. But this game is a brilliant platformer. It has some really ingenious mechanics to it. It has some really amazing times when you are, like, super below the little bot, and he's kind of jumping on rails above you or leaves above you. Mm-hmm. And then there are times when you're, like, looking super far down on him, and you're, like, navigating. And the sense of scale and position in 3D space in this VR game is awesome. But um, there are all sorts of, like, little secrets and treasures and collectibles and things like that as well there are eight little adorable little robots that you collect and every time you're about to go collect them they like show you their butt and then you got to go up and kick them in their butt and then they just like and they fly into your controller and um and then chad's the happiest man alive it's i giggle every time when they're just sitting on a ledge and like they're help me help me and then you get close and like oh and they show your butt they're like all right bend over (laughs) and then you go and you kick them in the butt they're I can also just picture, not afraid. I, I can just picture Chad with a PSVR headset on and just like a big smile underneath the headset. <laughs> <laughs> They're also not afraid to get morbid because sometimes you'll go into a level and they'll be like, oh, there's 10 little baby robot skeletons on the ground <laughs> where they all died. <laughs> Ew. Oh, also, Sad. 
there's some there's some things where you're going through the level and like in real life you have to like smash walls with your head as you go. Mm-hmm. It's nothing too strenuous or like you don't have to move a lot in order to make it happen. But there was like an underwater level and there were like starfishes with faces on them and those tended to represent things that you could smash with your head. And I got through it and I was looking, I was missing one robot. I was like, where is this last robot? I can't find it. And I saw a starfish on the ground. And I was like, oh, I wonder if I could like dig up something or something with my head. And I full on smashed my face as hard <laughs> as I could down into the sand and hit right on the coffee table in my apartment. <laughs> I thought, I thought for sure I was going to have the corner of the coffee table go right through the screen. But I took up the head. I was like, oh my God. And I had a big old red mark above my eyeball for like two days. <laughs> I full on headbutted that table as hard as I could. <laughs> it turns out no that was just a fucking plain starfish <laughs> it's really funny uh, you should sue Sony now I will you should sue them how can no, they let you do that it's a fantastic <laughs> game it it makes it's a proof of concept for what a really amazing platform experience can be on in VR mm-hmm. um, so if you guys have a PlayStation VR headset it is going to be first party exclusive forever obviously because it's Sony made it but yeah. if you have a PSVR Definitely go download Astrobot. It's a hell of fun. Uh, and they have some really cool bosses. Well, I don't have a PSVR, but if I did... I'd well, you out. fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. Okay, what, do you, what did you play? Well, I played Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is our barf of the <gasps> oh! month. On so what? What did that? you play it on? Playing it on a PS Vita that I got this week. <laughs> I'm excited to get the Vita again. Die in the military, right? Taps. Yeah, that song. Yep. Good. When, so I had a Vita and then it broke, and I'm still glad I had it again because that's a great handheld. How long has it been since you had a Vita? Uh, I got it day one, and then I had it until like 2015. I think it broke. I dropped it. It's been three years. Yeah, but I'm going back. You dropped it, or you woke up and the screen was shattered. I dropped it on the carpet. I don't know what happened. It's Sony's fault. It's Sony's fault. I dropped it six inches onto carpet. <laughs> I swear to God, I just looked at it wrong. <laughs> so, no, I, I dropped it on a tile floor. It was totally my fault. Anyway, uh, I'm going, I was going through, like, all the games to redownload again. And holy crap, there are so many games that I, that I just haven't played in so long that I forgot. Like, I got yeah. Tearaway again. I haven't played Tearaway yet, but... I like downloaded Tearaway again. I didn't realize I had the Jack and Daxter collection on Vita. I've never played the Jack and Daxter games before, but now I have the trilogy, and I'm like, maybe I should play that. Um, but then I got Luminous Electronic Symphony again, which is one of my favorite games from the PS Vita. I got Luminous for the Switch, and it's Luminous, but it doesn't have so the track. Yeah, it doesn't have the track listing that the Vita version has. And just goddamn, those songs are so good. So I'm glad to get that again. I was enjoying that on the plane. You got that rear touch. You got that rear touch. You can just kind of tap to the beat of the music to get extra points. Great idea. Tap to the beat of the music. But also, like, there are like a few extra things too that are nice about Luminous on Vita, where like you'll get it's like a Tetris kind of style game, or like Pio Pollo kind of style, Doctor Mario style game, and there are points where you'll get special blocks that'll randomize everything. That way, if you kind of were getting stuck and you weren't doing too great, you can kind of like look for those things to really help you out. So that like, it's nice to have that again. It's just nice to have those songs again. It was great having it on a plane. What a perfect game to play on the plane. So I played that. And then I started playing Fez. And I am I think I'm going to force you to make this a barf 
because all right this game i never finished it when i when i was uh first playing it um i didn't get too far i got like 25 to like 30 percent into the game like not very far at all i beat the whole thing and got all the trophies and got all the secrets how long ago was that <laughs> that was around the time that you broke your vita okay so it was i think it was when randy was playing it that's when i picked it up that's when i got it too no that's not when i got it yeah no because it would i got it when it first came to ps vita that's when i got it okay because i really want to play the game anyway i want to play this game so look forward to that barf maybe because it's a gorgeous game it's very very cool yeah it's fun so that's what i played this week oh my god that's it that's all we played yeah that's it that's all i could do let's, so i sat down and took a big old piss let's talk about some new stories we're gonna start um, off i so appreciate you just like putting up with whatever random shit comes out of my mouth i'm just like all right that's chad let's move on <laughs> it's very rare to meet someone though who's just like i'm gonna be me fuck everyone else i'll be me that's right so it's, it's would you call the way we met a meet cute actually i don't even remember how we met probably at work we met at work yeah i'm trying to think what was like the first conversation we had? i don't even I don't remember that i don't know but, but the, probably like but dude did... look at your fucking elbows <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I have a double-jointed elbow, and I didn't realize it until I worked at the store with Chad. <laughs> it was disgusting. You'd, like, lean with your palms on the table, and your elbows would twist around and, like, touch your shoulder blades. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happened. You make it sound like it was an alien or something. You looked like the kids from Contact whose knees go backwards. <laughs> well, now that everyone has a lovely image of me and thinks I'm a monster, <laughs> let's talk about some third-party indie titles. Woo! <laughs> let's open up our quest log so third party indie titles go on yeah so i just thought this was a weird story so the quiet man the new title from square enix they showed off at e3 as you pointed out the last time i recorded this the only title that they announced the only title um, which we still don't know anything about we don't know what the game is going to be but if you like the game you don't know that it's gonna be or not there's a new game plus to play that game that you don't know what you're gonna play (laughs) isn't that exciting chad a new game it plus is exciting for a game you don't know what it is. The new game plus is unique and interesting. It is unique. Um, so the main version of the game, The Quiet Man, is that you your character is deaf and silent. So in the game, you don't hear people talking to you. You don't hear um, the world around you, like ambient sounds. So there'll be kind of actions that you'll hear, like quick actions or special moves you make. There'll be noises associated with that, probably just for playability's sake. But when you play at New Game Plus, people will be able to talk to you. You'll be able to hear the world around you. I don't know it, what, how that's going to impact the gameplay at all. Like, will there be secrets you didn't know about because you didn't hear that person tell you about it? Or, I don't know. I wonder if at the end of the game, someone, like, boxes his ears and he gets his hearing back. He just, like... And he, like, then you're like, let's play the game again now that you, I got this fucking superpower. Oh my God, that would be, like, the most insulting thing to the deaf community ever. So at the end of the game, he just, like, <laughs> pulls, like, earplugs out. is like, dude, you just had these in the whole time. <laughs> like, oh play God. the game again. Like, can you imagine the outrage around that? That'd be... Like, what were you thinking, Ubi, uh, Square Enix? What, what, why did you do that? I don't know why Square they did this in general. Enix. I would, like, spoiler alert, or not spoiler alert, but, like, uh, we, we're recording this again because I messed up. So we, I can only imagine it was user error. It was probably user error. I'm very tired. I probably just did something and didn't realize it. Anyway, um, there is – recording this again, I'm thinking about this now – it seems like the trend has been with games. We released the game. Hey, that game was really awesome. Horizon Zero Dawn was really good. God of War was really good. Zelda Breath of the Wild was really good. And then all those games got a new game plus or master mode or whatever you want to call it in Zelda. 
after the game came out and after we knew what the game was and what the reception of that game was. But this is like, we don't even know what the game is, really. (laughs) We just know it has a silent protagonist that's deaf. And there's a new game plus. This caught my eye and made me look and think about a game that I honestly had written off and would probably never fucking touch. But but like, why? I was like, oh, I still will probably never fucking touch it. (laughs) It was like, that's kind of cool. It Sure, but if the dialogue were meaningful and great and all that... We it, don't know that it's not. But they wouldn't... Why would they spend that much money to create meaningful dialogue and have it only be a New Game Plus? Which, how many people do you think why really play Why do they save all game the Plus? best Mario Odyssey levels for after you beat the game? That's different. No, That's it's not. That's not the same thing. Because you're not going back and playing the same levels again with sound you added. You are. No, you're, you're playing not. the same levels again with difficulty added. <laughs> I mean, that, all right. A lot of them that are is, the same exact moon challenges, but then something crazy added on top of it. That's a common game design mechanic <laughs> to boom, do that. Boom, 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 But this is not... I got you, motherfucker. No, you didn't, because adding, sound, you. adding sound back into the game is not like You're a... You're burnt! <laughs> none of those phrases make any difference at all, because adding sound is not a game mechanic, necessarily. Mm, it's mm, like saying... Mm, mm, You're mm, just so mm, proud of yourself mm, for no reason. <laughs> We're just going to move on because this won't end. <laughs> so, um, number poo. Hitman That's 2's two. first elusive target will be Sean Bean from. Yes. From any movie where he dies. <laughs> you get to kill the man who dies in everything he's in. Yes. I think this is awesome. I can't wait. I just can't wait to get this game in general. But the elusive targets are an awesome idea. If people don't know who, what they are, in Hitman, you play a Hitman named Agent 47. You're, you kill people. You have a target. You got to kill them. That's the point of the game. But their online events are timed. So you have, like, for Sean Bean, will be available for 10 days starting November 20th. You have 10 days to kill him and only one chance to do it. So you have to really pay attention to what the right opportunity is going to be because if you mess it up, that is it. If you get into a firefight, you can't restart and play it again. That is what you, that's now what's happening. You got to deal with it. So does it happen in a level that you might already be familiar yes, with? Yes, yes. Okay, it's already a level you're familiar with, but they they might remix it a little bit. So you know, guards are in different places or different disguises that would have given you access to certain areas. Maybe that character's not there anymore. They they can change it up a little bit. It just depends on the level. But can you play as Gary Busey killing Sean Bean? That would be cool, but probably not. Okay, but it'd be really awesome if just you know for future Hitman they just realized let's get rid of Agent Forty Seven. Just replace him with Gary Busey, because that's what people really want out of this franchise. That's right. That'd be great, yeah. So I'm looking or forward Vin to that. Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel. <laughs> Chad, you're excited about this next one. Oh, man, kind of, yeah. <laughs> but also not really, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, Diablo 3 crossplay is, quote, a question of when, not if, according to Blizzard. This comes from Dual Shockers. Uh, there's a quote from Business Insider. Uh, this is not an official announcement. This is just an executive or a, a guy just stating yeah. that they are partnering with Mo- Sony and Microsoft to see what can happen, and it happened to be a matter yeah. of when, not if. Turns out Blizzard says, "Uh-uh, nope." Official statement from us says, "While we love the idea of bringing our players together across platforms, we do not have any plans to implement cross-platform gameplay for Diablo at this time." Yeah, it seems like I'm sure Microsoft is okay with. The- them talking about this because Microsoft's on board with the whole crossplay things. I'm sure Sony yep. was like, well, we're not sure if we're going to be able to turn that access on for this game because they've said they're only going to do it for certain games. Yeah. They probably just realized Blizzard had to step back if they want this feature is what it seems like. 
Well, I think even ahead of it, they would, if if they were actively looking into it, they yeah. would probably be like, yeah, we're maybe Nintendo and Xbox. Why can't they play together? Yeah. So or that maybe is a game that but they might they might not want to do that because that it might hurt the relationship with Sony if all these developers are doing crossplay between Xbox and Nintendo, but just not Sony and. No, that's Sony hurting. No, I know that Sony, Sony. I know that that's Sony, Sony hurting Sony. <laughs> I know that Sony hurting Sony, but sometimes people are not rational, and You're so right. that could hurt the relationship if they decided have, to take that path. I have a path. few ex-girlfriends like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's one that I actually would love to have crossplay on because I will buy it again when you buy it, so that we mm-hmm. can play together on Switch. But also, I'm going to play it again on PS4. So yeah, I want to play it eventually. Your mom's butt. I'll get it eventually. The, I'll look into a Da Vinci. The last third-party story that we have is that Star Citizen had a new uh, trailer, and with that trailer, since then they brought in excuse me almost a million dollars in added crowdfunding. Million dollars is a lot of money for any crowdfunding project, but that is literally half a percent of what they've gotten thus far. So they've oh already gotten one hundred and ninety-five million seven hundred sixty-eight thousand and twenty dollars in crowdfunding since twenty twelve. They are the most crowdfund crowdfunded thing ever. Ever. They have yeah. almost two hundred million dollars in people being like, "Yeah, I'll fucking give you three hundred dollars for a ship." Yeah. So part of having all this money, you have they have DLC in a game that hasn't come out yet. Which is like $1,000 for a ship. You have to have the game to pay $1,000 for that ship. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But it, it's just, it's very strange. Um, the trailer itself was pretty good, actually, though. It was a trailer for Squadron 42, which is actually a separate game from Star Citizen. It started off as a story mode to Star Citizen, and now it's just a second game because they have so much money. I didn't actually watch the trailer. You should. Guess I fucking suck. <laughs> it actually looks pretty good um, from like a graphical standpoint. The art design. I mean, oh, Gary Oldman is in it. Gary Oldman's in it. Mark Hamill. Gary is Oldman. It. Yeah, Gary Oldman's in it. Um, I was just really surprised by how many actors are in there that you will absolutely recognize. All so, right. pretty cool. I saw The Darkest Hour. I didn't. It's in my watch list, though. It's Don't. It's really not good. I heard it was really boring, but he got nominated for an Oscar. It, it got nominated for an Oscar because there are so many old people in the Academy who like boring old people movies. Like, oh, old white man? There's an old white man movie. You know, here's, here's the thing. If there's a movie that takes place in the past, and it's a real event, and it features good acting, yep. best picture nomination immediately. Best oh, my picture, gosh. Yep. Like, uh, King's Speech is the same way for me, where I'm like, yeah, that was, that was a good movie. I actually movie, did but... really enjoy the King's Speech, though. It was it was a good movie, what but was it was the, also the standard the Best Picture movie, movie. The Steven Spielberg movie two years ago with Tom... Uh, not Tom. Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I think it was say Tom Hardy. Tom Hanks. I was going to say Tom Cruise, but it was not Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks, Bridge of Spies. Yeah. That movie was not good. Mm-hmm. But it's an old-timey true story with Tom Hanks by Steven Spielberg. Yep. Best Picture nom. Mm-hmm. Darkest Hour is the same thing for me. Like, literally, that this is such a non-video game tangent. The whole movie, I'm like, okay, stuff's happening. Stuff's happening. They're worried about this, like, crisis with the Nazis. And then literally the last scene is, like, he meets people on a train, and they're, like, real people. And they tell <gasps> him what real people think. And then he goes and gives a speech ten minutes oh, later, no. and the movie ends because that speech was great. And I'm like, that was the conclusion? <laughs> like, Really? Like, it didn't Turns end. out Gary Oldman was fat the whole time. <laughs> <His> per- <laughs> That's the twist. His performance was amazing. I will, I will say that, though. He was really good. As, as Oh, my God. I just saw a trailer for something. 
where someone got super fat for. Oh, Vice. Oh, oh, Vice. Yes. Yes, Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. Okay, everyone's talking about Christian Bale oh as Dick my Cheney. God. And he looks great. But Sam Rockwell as George W. Sam Bush Ro- looks yes. perfect. He looks oh so perfect. Oh, my God, that movie looks so fucking good. I cannot wait. That looks awesome. Um, I knew going into it that that was Christian Bale. Yeah. But I had to stare at him for a good 30 seconds. Yep. Like, that's That's... This is the movie where that's Christian Bale, right? Did this he is, put on the weight? Because I can see him doing that. Yeah, he, ha, Christian Bale is absolutely 100% a method actor, and yeah. he will fucking well, he's wreck got, his body. Oh, he's gotten un, un, healthily thin for roles before. Yeah, so why would, the Machinist? That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. But then he fucking is Batman, so he gets jacked as shit for and, that. And he gets really and fat to play fat the <laughs> Anyway, oh let's God. go back to video games. Remember his Oscar speech? <laughs> what was his Oscar speech? He... Uh, it was unintelligible. Anyway, uh, was it better than Joe back Pesci's to video games? Was it, wait, wait, was it better than Joe Pesci's Oscar, Oscar speech? I have not seen Joe Pesci for Goodfellas. Yeah, he literally he literally one. gets up there and goes thanks, and then walks off stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, Christian Bale, really you're good. like, what the fuck are you saying? What are you talking about? You should watch it after this. <laughs> I, I will watch it. Yeah. All right, let's go to um, our fetch quests. Fetch quests. Hey guys, are you a cool kid? Fuck, of course you are. You have Pokemon Go on your phone, and you played it. Even I forgive you if you just picked it up recently again. But Gen 4 got released yesterday, or at least the first wave of it, around 20-ish Pokemon. I've already got almost all of them, so Shibuya. Uh, That's all we have got to say about that. (laughs) Thanks, Forrest. (laughs) Speaking of Tom Hanks. We made three Forrest Gump references last episode. Did we? And they were all that same quote. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. One of them was a life of box of chocolates or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. We'll have to get another one in there at some point. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Jenna. <laughs> in That's context, it. you can't just shout it. Ice cream. <laughs> so Black Ops Four. We, all right, the next two are sales records, but they don't tell yeah. you what the records actually are. They just tell you that it broke a record, which is kind of strange. So Black Ops a very 4, specific record. Yeah, very very specific record. Black Ops Four breaks the record for digital sales, um, but for physical sales, it was fifty percent slower in growth than World War Two was last year. But for yeah. digitally, it's doing great, and this is in the UK these days. Yeah, so that's interesting. Digital's on the up and up, bruv. And then Assassin's Creed Odyssey is kind of the same thing. It's breaking sales records. Oh, we don't have a number to tell you, but just that it's breaking records. It's all it's you need the to know. Best selling on current gen hardware Assassin's Creed in the franchise. That, that is literally the, that is what it is. So the the caveats are: it's the best selling Assassin's Creed game on a current generation console. All right. So it's it's the best selling game out of three, four. I wonder if they count every games. person who's playing it on Project Steam. Five. Is it five games? Because I'm. Oh what? yeah. That'd be really fun. It's breaking I, sales I'm records. I'm sure that Google is paying them for each of these licenses for this game. I bet that's what it is. They're paying, yeah, per license. <laughs> that's why it's selling so great. That's really fun. Well, how many people are really in the beta, though, for Project Stream? I mean, we submitted three requests and, and we all got, three of them got that's in. That's true, yeah. So Probably anyone who wanted to join. Yeah. Wow. Or they just know how awesome we are. So That's it. They're a listener. Hey, Googs, mm-hmm. what's up? Last- Mr. Google. Last fetch quest here is Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to have a file size of 89 gigabytes on Xbox One. This is from DualShockers. Wait a this is much different than the 100-something that we read earlier. Yeah, so this is going to be just the 
download of the game when you buy it from the store. The 105 was like the game in a day one patch, I think, when you get the physical version of the game or something. Mm. Can you look that up, actually? Because now I'm feeling certain about that. And later than actually, I will move on to the next segment now. So uh, we're going to Nintendo. Two stories here. One is um, from Game Rant. There were some pictures leaked of the N64 Classic. They are really poor quality pictures. Like they're st- like the pictures that I saw seem to be stretched a little bit. Like the yeah. proportions weren't quite right, and like that was a huge red flag for me. It looked very strange. But there's been a lot of skepticism around these pictures, and um, Nintendo Life did a really good video where they took a real N64 and compared it to the pictures that we have, and it's really different, and it's so obviously fake. I mean, the logo is different. The like the font type as well as the color of the font is different. On yeah, but you see that two. scrolling past in your Twitter feed, and you just get so excited. No, exactly, yeah, excited. You I'm the sure font. the product <laughs> is real, but that was not a picture of the product. Um, you yeah. pointed out when we recorded this last time that the um, the tray that you pull out to plug in your controllers just looks really cheap, and like it's going to break in yeah. any second. Like, the yeah. SNES version was way better looking than that one was. So it just everything about this just doesn't seem legitimate. I think someone made a legitimate enough looking fake to convince a bunch of people, but it's it's not real. I think that it's going to come out eventually. It's just not happening this year. Did you find anything about Red Dead? Uh, yes. So what did you find out? How am I wrong? Tell me how I'm wrong. My guess is it has to do with 4K textures. Is the because, 105 for the Xbox One X specifically? So the the VG VG247.com, uh, the 105 gigabyte number came from box art for a promo Red Dead 2 PS4 Pro bundle. Okay. So PS4 Pro, probably going to have the 4K textures in it. Yeah. Versus the listing now in the Xbox Store page. It's for Xbox One. Listed as 88.56. And uh, on PS4, it's 89.2 on the PSN. Mm-hmm. So my assumption is, yes, the the larger 105 that we saw earlier is probably for the Pro or the X. So they probably will do then is the disc will have 89 gigabytes of content on it. And then when you put it in, it will download the 4K content. When you put it in, it will download the 4K content. Because a triple layer... That's what she said. A triple layer Blu-ray disc maxes out at 100 gigs. You can't fit 105 gigs on that. Three layers, man. Cheesy gordita crunch. <laughs> I fucking love Taco Bell. So let's move back on to Nintendo stuff now. Um, this is actually not a Nintendo news, but there's a new Nintendo competitor, apparently. Oh, God. <laughs> Stupid. It's not. So Huawei is a Chinese phone manufacturer. Um, you might have heard about them apparently working the Chinese government to wiretap their phones and sell them to Americans. The FBI <laughs> is warning them about. And now they're going to compete Allegedly. With Nintendo. Allegedly. <laughs> um, but Chinese, they're, you know, Chinese government's really good with human rights and not human rights, um, just spreading of information and not being weird and creepy about, you know, allegedly not being weird and creepy. Yeah. You know, they don't do anything like that. They could be, but we haven't proved it yet. We haven't proved it yet. So the phone is called the Hawaii mate 2010 or 20 X. I don't know because Apple confuses everyone with that now. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible name. It has a 7.2 inch screen. Which is crazy. It's only 1080p, but I think that's for another reason we'll get to in a second. It is OLED, which is nice. 
It has mm-hmm. a Kirin 980 processor. I don't know what that Whatever is. Whatever the fuck that means. But they said that it's a very small processor, which lets them get a bigger battery in there. And this has, quote, double the battery life of the Switch, which is why I think they have 1080p in here, because that's going to be way better for battery life than having a 2K screen. So they compared it to the Switch in a few ways. One, my favorite was the battery life. They said it's double the battery life of the Switch, but on the picture of the slide, it shows the two devices side by side, and then it says battery lasting life is like the stat <laughs> i don't know why they just made me laugh it's i so... mean they're not wrong they're not wrong i know <laughs> battery what it means lasting life man yeah. <laughs> language evolves hold on che- cheeseburger food meal i mean you gotta <laughs> cheeseburger food meal it's the same Get thing out. so <laughs> the one though i think is the funniest is they showed off their joy con equivalent Notice I use the singular Joy-Con and not Joy-Cons because they think you only need one, which means they clearly don't understand how the Joy-Cons work. So I'm sick on a D-pad, y'all. Here's where how it's weird. You should look up a picture of this because you really just have to see it to believe that it was made. It's really terrible looking. So it's only the left Joy-Con basically, but it's also not the same shape as a Joy-Con is. We're just it's like a candy bar kind of shape. It is a U-shaped because it snaps onto the bottom of the phone and hugs the bottom of it. So it's like it's U-shaped, which makes it look really strange and then makes the phone look lopsided when one half of the phone is wider than the other half of the phone. And then you're you're supposed to use the touchscreen for everything else that the right Joy-Con would have been used for. So any button presses, like if you want to move the camera, you're doing all that with a touchscreen. So basically it means that it's it's not a Switch competitor. It's just a really expensive phone that has an accessory that you can snap onto the side of it. That's... Seems shitty. And all of these games are going to have to now be programmed to take advantage of one Joy-Con. Yeah, one Joy-Con with one D-pad as well. Yeah. And no one's going to do that And yeah, the Android marketplace. Exactly. Whatever who I runs. Yeah, it's 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 Android. Um, yeah, like this is – I think it's really funny that they're pitching this as a Switch <laughs> competitor. It is over three times as expensive, has half the controllers, and none of the <laughs> games. So it's just – it's a horrible – it seems like a horrible purchase if you're buying it as a Switch replacement. Sure. I'm sure it's a wonderful phone if you want a giant screen with poor resolution, proportionally speaking. <laughs> I mean, 1080p looks good yeah, on an iPhone terrible. 8 Plus, but that's also a 5.5-inch screen. 7.2 is massive. So I'm very curious yeah. what that would look like. So, yeah, very interesting. That would look like the iPad Mini 1, probably. Yeah, probably close to that, Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think it looked better than that because I think the Mini One wasn't even 720p, was it? I don't know. Or it was just no, it was like just at now. 720p, and it was 7.9 inches, so it's lower resolution, bigger screen. So it, this looks better than that for sure. But that's all there is to know about it. It's it's uh, n- really um, not something you should buy as a gaming device. The iPad Mini had a it's like 760 something. I think was the. 1024 by 768. Ooh, I was going to say 768, but I didn't have the balls to do it, and I should have, because I would have looked so damn smart. Not really smart, just ability to memorize three-digit numbers. So wicked smart. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. Speaking of wicked... You ain't got no legs! (laughs) Stupid is as stupid does. Watch Forrest Gump again. Man. We got three Forrest Gump references right there. We did it. There we go. We did, and they were all in context. Perfect. <laughs> so we're going to move on to our main quest now, which is what VR games do we want to see? And what prompted oh, us yeah. to discuss this? I'll tell you, Chad. 
So tell me about it. Hello Games, who makes No Man's Sky, they released. They're still around. They are still around, and they re- had a what's called the Explorers Feedback Survey for players of No Man's Sky to see what they might want to see in the future for the franchise. And one of them was VR support. They were asking about VR support. So it kind of got me thinking. Well, that'd be a really cool game to have in VR. That's a game I would play in VR for sure. It's walking around, found... it's seeing stuff, it's being in a ship. Like you're right. That'd you're be right. very cool. Flying games, flight simulators, that kind of stuff. I found. Like, going into, like, the promise of VR, that's the kind of stuff like, oh, my God, can you imagine being in the cockpit of blah, blah, blah? And then it turns out that's, like, the lamest experience and yeah, but like the, the most vomit-inducing. But this is not a flight simulator. I know, yeah. So you don't you, need to look at gauges and dials, that kind of stuff. So it would be fine. Um, but I think it would be a great game to have in VR. Like, I'd be totally open for that. I don't know how it would run on a PS4 in VR. I think you'd probably have to wait for PS5, probably. But I want to know what games do you want to see in VR that could be tailored for VR? Well, the only one that we've talked about so far previously in another life (laughs) was Harry Potter. Harry fucking Potter. Why isn't there not a PSVR game with Harry Potter? You wave your wand. You have the move controller. It is the wand. You do the spells. You do the motions. You use the microphone on the VR headset. You say the spells out loud. You fucking cast it. Expecto Patronum. Everyone gets their own Patronus. You can fucking ride a hippogriff through the sky. You can have a Dementor stare you in the face and suck the life out of you. You can eat a chocolate frog. You can do whatever the fuck you want. It's VR. This is the perfect game. <laughs> Why doesn't it exist? I think so. I'd love to see this upcoming WB game that got rumored and leaked ish. You want to see that in VR? I want to fucking see it in VR. <laughs> and not this bullshit. Like, I've played the Fantastic Beast, like, Google Daydream. No, you're talking about an a game, like a legitimate thing. game that you can yeah. sink hours into. Why can't you wave a magic wand in virtual reality? I mean, they those games exist, but not to what you're talking about. Not to the scale. No, you're it needs about. to be Harry Potter. It needs to be Harry Potter. Well, I have four games. Neviosa. <laughs> um, I have four games on here, and two of them are like big games, and two of them are small games. I wanted to diversify it. So the first big one is I think Cyberpunk 2077 would make an insane VR game. I think insane is right. <laughs> what do you so what do you mean by insane that would be impossible oh it'd be well so is your harry potter game <laughs> no it wouldn't harry potter's real it's magic <laughs> <laughs> i think that cyberpunk 2077 would be just a, again going back to no man's guy you can walk around and just explore it i think that'd be really cool just to walk around night city in vr and just see yep. shit like it'd just be insanely cool like even if he, like the story elements were taken out and you could just walk around and be like that'd be dope i want to walk around that city it'd be very very cool so i think cyberpunk 2077 would be very cool is it realistic? Absolutely not. Not anytime soon. <laughs> but I want to see it. Good. I'll read another one of mine. Yeah. Any walking simulator game. Uh, Everybody's yeah. Gone to the Rapture. What Remains of Edith Finch. That's a good point, um, yeah. Dear Esther. Like, all of those, I think, are fucking perfect. They're paced well for walking mm-hmm. around in VR so you don't get sick. Yeah. Can you imagine going through the um, What Remains of Edith Finch? And, like, all of the little stories, like, when you're the cat jumping from the tree limb to tree limb, yeah. and then suddenly you're the comic book and the horror, like, in the house when you're being... But I like, think that I would be more immersed in those games as well. I, I have a hard time with them because they're they're so passive. Like, they're yeah. too passive for me. But in VR, that's fine. You can <gasps> be passive like that. What? The Unfinished Swan. Ooh, I'm writing down another one right now, actually. The Unfinished Swan. This is a game, the first, like, quarter of the game, what's so cool about it is you start and it's literally just only white. You only see white. Mm-hmm. No shadows, no nothing. It's white. And you throw paint blobs. Okay. And it hits something and that, like, oh, that hit 
what looks like a stair. And I throw some more paint blobs at it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's stairs. And you're throwing black paint. So the world now gets colored black and white. So you figure out where to go and and like these buildings come hey, to life in front of, of you. Your sense of place is very important to the game, which is what VR yeah. excels at. Yeah. And you can fucking throw it with the fucking move controller. Hmm. God, yes. When you said that, I, my head jumped to another game where I'm like, holy shit, this has to be VR. The Witness. I hate that game. It's a walking simulator <laughs> with puzzles. Um, no, here's it's why the witness would be perfect. Yeah. Here's why it'd be perfect in VR. It has puzzles based on perspective. Like I need to look at this puzzle at a certain angle in the light yeah. in order to see something in particular. VR would really work well with that. So that'd be perfect for it. Um, here are two. Here are two small ones. Um, okay. Monument Valley. Like if you had the level in front of you in VR and you kind of looked around it. To yeah. see different perspectives. I think you could do some very cool stuff with that in VR. Did you ever play Echo Chrome? Oh, yeah, I did. Was that first party PSP Sony game. title on yeah. PS3? PS- yeah, it was on PSP as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that it was that idea where you have to rotate the level to get the right perspective so your yeah. character can walk across it. Like, But like that with the art style of Monument Valley? Yeah. I would love that. That'd be really, just a really charming, relaxing, nice game to have in VR. Um, The other one... Um, you were saying that what was the um, Autobot? What was it called? Your See, game? it's a terrible title. Astrobot Rescue Mission. Astrobot Rescue Mission. You said that was the Super Mario sixty four of platformers yeah. for VR. I think that a classic two D Mario in a three D VR space could be the N sixty the Super Mario sixty four. I was VR. thinking something yeah. along the lines of like Little Big Planet. So my idea is that. Very similar to, like, Monument Valley VR, where it's, like, something in front of you that's kind of small. You have this, like, small, like, train set level, almost, of, like, a Mario level. And I just feel like Nintendo could do some really fun things, like, secrets and hiding things. Like, oh, you have to, like, move Mario around with, like, a joystick, but you can also, like, pick up things to move them around to help Mario navigate. Or, like, oh, if you flick that tree, then, like, a little, like, coin will pop out, and that's one of the hidden coins in the level. Like, I think Nintendo would have a lot of fun with a little VR toy space like that. Like a little toy box almost in front of them as a Mario level. Counterpitch. No, mine's perfect. Stop. Counterpitch. <laughs> it's only the opening start screen of Super Mario 64, and you just sit there and pull on Mario's nose <laughs> and his ears nonstop. You know, that would How be How many hours of your life as a kid did you spend on that screen? Oh, I actually, I didn't play N64 version of that. I played on the DS. And the DS, you had the did they stylus. Not have that? No, the stylus. You use the stylus okay. and the DS and like move his face around. So I did that a lot. That was fun. <laughs> that was great. So I got uh, one my more, last but one, you can pour it. Yeah, me too. My last one is I want a full-scale FPS. Mm-hmm. I think with the AIM controller, the PlayStation AIM controller, and games like Firewall Zero Hour or Farpoint um, or even like Doom VFR, mm-hmm. like – that has felt really great, and I'm ready for a full-scale game like that. And I would love to see something from Gorilla, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, like a kill zone, like make the next kill zone a VR thing. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm ready for that because I think they could blow that out of the water. The first or, one's going to be Call of Duty, a Horizon experience, like the scale of all the giant robot dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah. I would freaking shit my pants. But also maybe that's too fast, too fast paced for it. I don't know. Uh, with scale of that, so I was I was thinking about like Shadow of the Colossus as an example. This is actually not one I decided to yeah. pick. So I'm like. Would the scale be too big? Like, would you actually enjoy climbing a class like that in, in view? I, I think it'd be too big. 
The only thing I've ever climbed in VR is playing Robinson the Journey. Yeah. And that's the one where, you know, you crash land on the planet, there's dinosaurs everywhere. We have to climb up cliffs and things like that. And and climbing in that game was not great. It was not fun. Mm-hmm. It was often janky. But it also was, like, terrifying. Yeah, so there's Oculus has a game um, called The Climb, where you're rock climbing on the side of a mountain. Kind of yeah. the idea of it. And I just can't do that one because I get vertigo sensations. I just I feel like I'm really high up. So I start to get kind of yeah. nauseous and dizzy. Not because it's bad. It's just it's really convincing. And like yeah. thinking about that in Shadow of the Colossus, thinking, oh, my God, I'm really high up. And this Colossus is shaking to get me off of them. Yeah. That sounds really nauseating and too much. There was a there's a part in Robinson the Journey where you're in like this wrecked spacecraft mm-hmm. and you're way up high. And to get to the next spot. You have to. You're climbing on this wreckage, and you the your next spot is way down below you, and it's another piece of wreckage you have to grab onto, and you're you have to let go, fall, and catch that wreckage again in midair. Oof! And that was literally the most terrifying thing I've ever done in VR. And I played all through Resident Evil Seven in VR. Like, <laughs> heights that, are scary in it VR. Was heights so are very terrifying, scary. and also hiding from Velociraptors. That game was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So my last one. What's your last game? Yeah. Is a first-person Hitman game in VR. Oh, yes. You can definitely train how to be a serial killer. Yeah, absolutely. No, but I like the idea of blending in and – I don't know. I think it would be really cool to, like, experience that almost, like, if it were real. Like, okay, like, I got to blend in. I I need to – for example, like, a lot of the times you have to to disable the security cameras, right? So you might want to dress up as a security guard and sneak in there, but you can't have them see you break the equipment because then they know there's something fishy going on. So you're kind of in the room, you're like looking around at them. Like, okay. They're looking around. All right, they're not looking right now. Then you start to like do your thing with the touch controllers or the move controllers to like do something with the device to like break it and then run away. Like, I think that'd be really cool and really immersive, but also Hitman games are really good about having a sense of place. Like every, everything is so detailed where like you go in the locker room and there's people having a conversation about something and you can stay there and listen to their conversation for a very long time. And that's not just there. It's like everywhere something is happening on a very small scale that makes everything feel very believable. So I think that in VR would be a really good combination. But it also might be, as you kind of put out put out there with the training to be a serial killer, could get a little yeah. intense. It could get a little let's bit intense. Let's just go full on. Let's, let's release Manhunt. And let's just legit <laughs> let everyone be a serial killer. Well, there's going to be like Grand Theft Auto in VR at some point. There's going to be games like that in VR. Yep. Yeah. Uh oh, who's talking to you now? Is that Siri? Uh, Siri, I think Siri. she she wants me to like text somebody and murder them. <laughs> <laughs> She's very on board with the Hitman VR idea. God, now I'm super in. Like I've got a big old boner for VR again now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks a lot, Holden. Sorry for turning me on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of our main quest. What games? If you guys have an idea of a game that you would love to see in VR, tweet it at us. And guess what that will do? That will get you an entry in our participation trophy. Ooh, so at the end of the segue. month, we will choose one person who has participated. I know, right? Who has participated with us in one of three ways. Either once a week participating on Twitter by interacting with us. Or submitting a review for our podcast on any podcast service of your choice. Or referring a friend to us. All of those will earn you one choice. And again, there's a bonus one if you give us feedback on our new format of splitting everything up by company. And then uh, at the end of the month, I guess on the 30th, we'll give somebody 20 bucks. 
to the gaming service of their choice. So Fez just won this already. Drawbeam has won it twice. You guys got to knock him off the pedestal, man. Yeah. But this then transitions into our end game, where we connect with the community. Guess what? That's you. You're part of the community. Oh, my God. What a great hat you're wearing today. That's beautiful. <laughs> I like the choice. Matches your shoes. We do all sorts of things like answer subscriber interrogatives, where uh, I gave Jerson a homework assignment three weeks ago to submit one. Still waiting on that. So um, It's okay. We, we accept late assignment. It's okay. Midterms are coming up soon. <laughs> We also discuss our poll of the week, which uh, I've decided to start calling our occasionally weekly poll because I didn't do one again this week. So, <laughs> And also, that's a callback. That's what we call a callback. But we do have two other things that happen. One is where we talk about our barf of the month, backlog, accomplishments with Respawn and Friends. Do you guys remember what our backlog accomplishment of Respawn and Friends was for this month? I'll wait. That's right. It was Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. I tried to do the Dora thing, yeah, and I didn't yeah. want you to respond. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get what you were doing. Backpack, backpack. <laughs> um, so, we've started a new thing to keep it fresh in our minds throughout the month to encourage us to play it. And it looks like it's working, mm-hmm. because we've both already played it, and we're halfway through the month. That's a, a first, uh, called, actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is a first. And this is called Little Bits of Barf, where we just tell you little chunks about... <laughs> God, chunks. <laughs> That was that was a mis- like no pun intended, but that was perfect. But that got graphic. That was perfect. <laughs> Little chunks about the game, you know, <laughs> to kind of pique your interest and give you a reason to play it, and then we'll all come together on the thirtieth and talk about it. I just wanted to give you an idea of the critical reception. You know, last week we talked about PlayStation hardware not supporting scrolling, so they had to make the backgrounds essentially sprites and things like that. But now I want to talk about how this game was received and why uh, why it deserves your attention. Sitting on Game Rankings and Metacritic, both with an average percent of 93% uh, for the PlayStation version. You're welcome for the burp. (laughs) Um, This is critically regarded as one of the greatest games of all time. Here are a couple of rankings for it. In 1998, Castlevania Symphony of the Night was awarded PlayStation Game of the Year by EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly. It was also ranked fourth on the list of 100 greatest games of all time by EG1. Sorry, EGM, and it was the highest PS1 game on that list. It was also named or Game of the Year by PlayStation Magazine, PSM, in 1997. It appeared on several greatest games of all times lists, including GameSpot's. It was 16th on IGN's Top 100, 24 in Game, to- game Informer's Top 200. Uh, and uh, Game Radar, Games Plural Radar, named Castlevania Symphony of the Night the second best PlayStation game of all time. Behind, can you guess the first? Um, Parasite Eve. Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I was close. Parasite Eve's actually kind of fun. I tried to pick a I very obscure my PSP Go. PSP game, or PlayStation game. So, obviously the fucking world loves it. We're playing it now for the first time. We'll tell you whether we love it in two weeks. Boom. And aside from bits of barf, <laughs> we also do our Game on Game Show, where we do a game on our gaming show, and it's a game on Game Show Gaming Show. <laughs> this week, we have a returning segment called Video Games Would You Rather. I have five Would You Rather here. This one gets kind of bizarre. Um, That's interesting, because they all get kind of bizarre. <laughs> I know, I know, but there are some of these. Let's start in the middle. Holden. Yeah, start in the middle. Would okay. you rather... Mm-hmm. 
have full length sporks for fingers. Sporks. Okay. Sporks. Spoon forks. Yeah. Preventing you from using most controllers. Mm-hmm. Or every poop you take is a collection of sporks, which has the potential to rip your asshole you to sheds. 2018 is a great year. People like me who choose to have spork hands can still play games because of Xbox Adaptive Controller. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and I'd rather not shit sporks. So, I mean, you have you have the chance that the spork could come out the reverse and the round edge would go through your hole. But man, if it comes out spiky edge first, yeah. See, that's what I don't want. So I'm I'm gonna go with playing games with the Adaptive Controller from Xbox. Good luck ever pleasing hands. a woman. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> children listen to this podcast we'll stop (laughs) (laughs) number two would you rather wait a minute okay i was about to say i did i forgot to read the second part it's been a few days since i've made this anyway shut up would you rather (laughs) play through the entire assassin's creed series but only play the present day sections (laughs) or spend an equivalent amount of time playing the now defunct playstation home what was the? I, I just heard PlayStation Home. What was the whole? Per, was the whole? Spend an equivalent amount of time playing the now defunct PlayStation Home. I'm gonna take the Assassin's Creed. That's actually kind of easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is easy. PlayStation Home, though, like there were some dumb mini games where, like, there are some bots flying over a fountain, and you're like, "Oh, I'll pop some balloons," mm-hmm. or you could like walk into the quote theater and you could like watch the sony press conference live in the theater with the other avatars yeah but the assassin's creed games the modern elements of it's like what two hours out of the entire franchise there's like nothing in there so i'll take that one yeah but then i only have to play two hours of playstation home yeah we play the same amount of time and i had a a story too well fine fine fucking fine we'll play different (laughs) things i don't want to play with you anyway (laughs) um okay Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. The, I'll save the two, like, <laughs> fucking weird ones for the end. <laughs> Number three. Would you rather play video games in 10 minute chunks after which you have to stop for one hour? Or play for one hour chunks after which you black out for 10 minutes and potentially fuck up all your progress? Oh, I'm definitely going to choose the first option because I hate nothing more than having to replay something I just played. Really? Yeah. I I don't think I could do 10-minute chunks. Because then you, you like, just get back into it and into the groove. Like, oh, man, I've started the quest. Oh, got to stop for an hour. And then I get back. I'm like, Wait, where was I? I'm... By the time I remember where I was in the quest, oh, got to stop for an hour. But at least I won't have to do it over again. But it's only 10 minutes worth of stuff that you would have to do. Yeah, no. Okay. All right. Here we go. So... This is a real life would you rather that a, uh, a group of friends of mine made up. Okay. And I've split it over these two and applied it to video games. Okay. So it is like the video game section versus the other section. Okay. <clears throat> would you rather floss dance for three and a half hours per day Wait, every day? Flash dance? Floss dance from, what's, from uh, Fortnite. What's that? You don't know what the floss dance is? No. Oh, my God. I'm looking this up right now. It's a dance. It's a it's a dance. Okay, it's just I gotta move. Okay. You floss dance. It's it's this dance. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, you floss dance for three and a half hours a day, every day for the rest of your life, 
to prevent a brain tumor from forming. <laughs> or. Because the two are connected. That's right. If you don't floss dance one day, you get a brain tumor. Strap in. Or would you rather be married to Dick Van Dyke? Dick will provide for you so you'll never have to work another day in your life. And after he dies in the near future, because he's old as shit, you're free to do whatever you want. However, once Dick dies, you're never allowed to experience sexual pleasure again for the rest of your life, whether from another person or at your own home. Well, that's definitely not but the option. while he's alive, you do have to pleasure him sexually. I'm definitely not taking that one. <laughs> it's not even a choice. No? Because here's the thing, right? Getting a brain tumor and having to basically work out to stop getting a brain tumor is a great way to get in shape. Great motivation. Three and a half hours a, of floss dancing a day. No, it's a lot. For the rest but of your life. old Vic Dan, Dick Van Dyke's day. Okay, listen. Just, listen. Just old, wrinkly ass, and then smelly no, Dick and Van then Dyke no sex dick. for the rest of your life. But you uh, have unlimited money. You can do whatever you want. You can see the world. You can play as many video games as you want. You're taken care of. You'll never find true love unless that true love is celibate. But that's, and that's that's that sucks. But here's because here's the thing, right? If I if I had the determination to floss dance for three and a half hours <laughs> every day, I'd have the determination to have any life I want, minus the three and a half hours a day I have to floss dance. What if you like? What if you break an arm, mm-hmm. and you can't floss dance? Or you break your, you stub your toe, or stub your toe is not. Yeah, you, not something prevents you from floss dancing that day, and yeah, you have to work through the pain or get a brain tumor. Exactly, I won't get a brain tumor. <laughs> that sounds like a big plus. <laughs> so I'm, 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 right. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'd rather not be with Dick Van Dyke's. Got to die soon enough. I mean, he's already dead. I'll do technically, it. Technically, so I'll you'll do, do it. it. All right. No, he's not dead. I thought he died. No. Oh, okay. Never mind. As I was writing this, I looked it up to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. <clears throat> Strap in. If that was not the weirdest one yet, I don't know what I'm about to hear right Get now. Ready. I don't know what I'm about to experience. Okay. Every minute that you play Zelda for the rest of your life. This is geared towards me, isn't it? <laughs> you must have someone peeing on your neck for the entirety of the play session. Of the, of the play session. As long as you're playing Zelda, someone is actively peeing on your neck. What? Why? Or, <laughs> or you get to have the most perfect relationship with your dream partner for the rest of your life. Play Zelda as often as you want, uninterrupted. But every 30 days, you have to submit to their fetish for one half hour. You'll be strapped down to a table in a shed in the backyard. And after they eat a Chipotle burrito... Your partner will proceed to, d- to dump on your chest <laughs> oh for a my full God. 30 minutes. <laughs> this is Chipotle dumps. For a full 30 minutes while you recite the lyrics to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs> if you stumble over the words to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the timer resets. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that half hour, as long as you remember the words, you have the world's most perfect life. <laughs> Or you could play Zelda while someone pees on your neck. <laughs> so I'm at this point in my life where I realize that <laughs> the best things in life are hard to attain and require, to, you know, to put yourself in a situation you might not want to be in. Right. To have the life that you want. 
And if I had a perfect life and had to recite the lyrics to Chitty Bang Bang while being <laughs> Chipotle shat on, if my life is perfect otherwise, I don't know how you can have a perfect life and that also happening to you, but apparently in this hypothetical <laughs> scenario, that's a reality. I'll take that one because I like Zelda and that would ruin Zelda for me <laughs> to have someone peeing on my neck. Also, too... I think I'd feel bad for them to have to constantly pee on me while I play Zelda for countless hours whenever the next one comes out. Because <laughs> Breath of the Wild, yeah, but I played Breath of the Wild for 50 hours the first weekend. I took the whole weekend off work and I played for 50 hours in the weekend. Someone would have to continuously piss on me for 50 hours. That's uncomfortable for them. Can you imagine what the what your partner has to go through to prepare to poop for 30 minutes straight? But it's her on fetish. <laughs> but it's her fetish. She likes it. You're right. Which then makes me feel, it's like, hey, you know what? The guy pissing on me, I feel bad for him. But she likes pooping on me. <laughs> Not that I'd ever want someone <laughs> to poop on me. I feel like it's one of those things. I need to put the disclaimer. I don't have a fetish of having people poop on me. Nor have I ever wanted or have ever had fetish. anyone poop on me before. <laughs> so It's one of those things like, you know, in, in lots of countries they eat dogs. Whereas here, I go, oh my god, I would never... I feel like being shot on for 30 minutes straight. You know, like, there are people that are into that. And I just have no, to reorient are... my mind to think that's a normal thing. <laughs> I, I would go as far as the people who do like that realize it's not a normal thing. <laughs> like, they're not going to be like, a, hey, 30 don't... minutes a month. I would love to hear that. Hey, don't judge me just because I like to be shit on. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our preferences, okay? <laughs> Gotta start learning the words to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what, what are you going to choose? I'm going to choose the, the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Really? Because you never play Zelda, so you would like, never be pissed on. <laughs> I do play Zelda. Well, for me, we would have to make it something else. Okay. Like, uh, You can't and, ever anything. play... Every time you're playing in VR, someone's pissing on you. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope I'm playing swimming games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a shower. This feels real. <laughs> this. Oh my God, this is so real. You know, there are people who have like like driving seats with the further VR yeah. and then they have like a steering wheel and then like fans blowing on them. I have this is like that. There's a guy at work and he plays Elite Dangerous in VR a lot and he literally has his computer chair rigged up so he has two like you know like the like the joystick like gaming pads where like you play flight simulators like funny like yeah. shoot, like like not like flight simulators like a jet fight like dog fights kind of stuff. Um he has those strapped into his chair like built into his chair so he can hold on to them and control his ship and feel like he's in a spaceship flying around really dangerous and like that sounds like the greatest vr experience ever yeah because it matches with your real life well enough that's that's very cool yeah all right ladies and gentlemen that has just been like getting respawn pissed on in fire <laughs> just like getting pissed on in an underwater level uh respawn episode f- respawn aim fire episode 80 80 um yeah remember tweet at us your feedback about it whether or not you want to get peed on or pooped on just just oh, tweet I, I know there are family members that listen to this and they're gonna hear my preference of getting shit on, <laughs> or peed on. but you put the disclaimer out there I it's not your fetish it's exactly it's not my fetish you're making compromises for the love of your life <laughs> i'm a good and person that's chivalrous <laughs> shit for us <laughs> here's our usual sign off dick van dyke's dick tiger lilies I stop.